Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio with Dr. Paul Jenkins, where you will hear inspiring stories of ordinary people doing extraordinary things. Feed your mind with a regular dose of positive energy and show up for your life every day on purpose. Living on purpose means that you have a purpose and you do it intentionally. And now, here's your host, Dr. Paul. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio, bringing to you one of my favorites from the archives. Enjoy this episode as we put together a brand new format for you to enjoy starting at the beginning of the year 2022. I'm looking forward to that. Enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Live on Purpose Radio. This is Dr. Paul, the shrink who expands your life with another episode of Live on Purpose Radio. And I brought someone in who's really good at expanding people's lives and minds. And he's also an author. He is a very accomplished speaker. You get this guy on the stage, he is going to have you laughing and maybe more even even more importantly, thinking. Because Kevin, you've done that for me a couple of times. Ah, thank you. You got me thinking. (laughs) This, folks, is Kevin Clayson. Welcome to Live on Purpose Radio. Well, thank you, Dr. Paul. And I love that you're a shrink that expands. I know. You know, that's awesome. Almost a contradiction of terms, (laughs) but you get it. I love it. (laughs) And I love that you are a positivity psychologist because I just love, we were talking about that earlier. Mm -hmm. I love that you said, hey, I kind of made that up. And I kind of made up my name, which is the chief officer of awesome. Because I love things that are awesome, and I thought I ought to just yes. be the chief officer of them, right? And I forgot to mention that in your introduction. <laughs> My apologies, no, Mr. Worry. Chief Officer of Awesome, <laughs> the COO. You know what? We're speaking a similar language. And Kevin, you had the, uh, the opportunity and, and privilege to join us for the World Hope Cast. Yeah. Which occurred in March of 2016. What an amazing event that was. That was amazing. Uh, and for those of you who are unfamiliar with that, 60 hours uninterrupted of hope. We interviewed 89 people Wow! over that course of 60 hours. I got no sleep, basically, <laughs> but I was so wired after all of that. And you brought the energy there. And since then, Kevin, I've had a chance to connect with you about your new book. Now, yeah. this is coming out probably by the time we publish this podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, It's called Flipping the Gratitude Switch. Yes, it is. And I, you reached out to me to take a look at that. And of course, I'm going to take a look at it (laughs) because we've had this conversation before about how gratitude is one of the starting points for expanding your life. It totally is. It totally is. So tell us a little bit about where that book's coming from. What what lit the fire under you? Whatever you want to share about that. You know, now, I don't know if you've ever been like me and you got to a place that, for lack of a better term, was like rock bottom. But I got to a place where I was just... <laughs> You ever been there? Heard of that place? Well, okay. So chapter one of my book is Lightning Strikes. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's so common. And we all kind of get there. And here's the thing. You know what's interesting? You ever notice that people always want their rock bottom to be like the most rockest bottom? Like they, they want theirs like, oh, my story's even worse. special. <laughs> but you haven't yeah. been what I've been through. You haven't been through what I've been through. Well, here's what I kind of realized is that I actually used to feel sort of insecure 
about that until mm-hmm. I found the message of flipping the gratitude switch and realized that this was the thing that got me out of a place that for me was kind of a dark time and helped me get to a much, much, much better place. Kind of a dark time. Kind of a dark time yeah, for me. You're, you're downpedaling it now. <laughs> I mean, right? it was tough. I, it was one of the few times in my life when I looked at my life and I went, can I just get out of it? Right. Not, not necessarily like want to escape, you know, from a, from a standpoint of suicide, but I just, I was like, I, I don't like what I'm doing. Every day when I wake up, I'm feeling unfulfilled. I feel like my family life isn't where it's supposed to be. My marriage isn't where it's supposed to be. I'm not making the money that I want. I don't, I'm not driving the car that I want. I go in every single day and I literally despise what I'm getting up to do mm. every day. And I could not yeah, stand it. Not a fun it. place to be. And, and so, you know, I used to think that, you know, my rock bottom wasn't good enough because, you know, I didn't, you know, uh, battle back from addiction or something like that. You're not paralyzed from the neck down. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm not, you know, I, I don't have a story like my friend, the Iron Cowboy, who ran 50 Ironman triathlons in 50 days in 50 states. But here's what I realized is that my story, because it's mine, it makes it absolutely incredible because it wasn't just my story. It was that rock bottom and then that moment, that singular moment in time that was the turning point that changed the entire trajectory of my life. Mm-hmm. And what I put in flipping the gratitude switch was in essence what I discovered in that moment and then what has absolutely shifted my entire life and changed the trajectory of my life and has even changed what I get up and do every day professionally because this was something that I didn't go looking for, but it ultimately found me and now I just get to share it with people and I get to hopefully have some sort of small benefit in people's lives mm-hmm. so that they can see that gratitude Dr. Paul is something you do, not just something you feel. And that was, I did not know that. Now, I can't tell for sure, but I'm wondering if you're passionate about this. (laughs) Maybe just a snitch. Yeah. (laughs) Folks, I don't have a knob to turn this up or down. I mean, Kevin's just bringing what he's got. And you can go back and slow it down on your podcast playback if you want to. Isn't that the wonderful thing about podcasting? I know. You could actually listen to me in human speed. Wow. what What an amazing, powerful concept. And this is something so... This is not just some philosophy Mm-mm. that you read in a book or you found or you made up. This is something that had a profound life-changing impact for you. And whatever your dark place is, I mean, you said, you know, it's kind of a tough time. Right. Um, it, a crisis, whatever it looks like for you. yours is the most important one. That's right. It totally is. And comparing it to somebody else's doesn't really make sense. No, it doesn't. And I write in the book, one of the things I said is, you know you found rock bottom when you kind of get that moment where you have no, you finally find the strength to make the change you know you've been needing to make. And because there's nothing else left, you finally find the strength and the ability to sort of make that shift Mm -hmm. and get yourself in the direction that you know you should have been aimed in any way, but you just hold yourself back. Or you've been promising yourself for years that you will make that change or go that direction. Yeah. And the moment for me is, you know, I sat in my car this one day. I was just really, Mm. I've been speaking all over the country Mm -hmm. and uh, for my company that that I helped found a number of years ago. And um, I liked the going out and the speaking thing, but I didn't like that we had, we had just given birth to my uh, second child, my son, who's now five. And if you think I'm loud, you ought to hear him. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but he's awesome. He, uh, he, we just given birth to him and he was in the NICU for the first two weeks of his life. 
And so when we brought him home, we were so thankful for the experience of it. The doctors and nurses were amazing. And when we brought him home, because he'd been a NICU baby, like anytime he peeped just a little, mm-hmm. we like rushed out of our bed, like, is right. he okay? You know? Check on the status. So we taught him, hey, Braxton, just don't sleep through the night for like a year, buddy. That's just, we'll just keep coming and getting you. And so I would go and travel for two or three or four days at a time. My wife would be getting up all night with him. Then I'd come home and I'd try to be like the good husband and like, oh baby, you just rest. And then I'd be getting up with Braxton, but I was up the whole night. Then I'd go to the office the next day and try to put in time doing the thing that I really wasn't loving. I was working with the guy at the time that he and I just did not see eye to eye. And I was just really struggling. And I got to the point where I was sitting in my car, looking down at the office that I was supposed to go into that day to have another day doing stuff that I didn't like that felt meaningless and pointless. And, uh, and I went, I had that feeling of, could I just, could I just leave? Could Mm. I just be done with this? Could I just change my career? Could I, could I leave the state? Could I leave my house? Could I, how do I just get out of wherever I am right now? And so Mm -hmm. rather than fight, I had the flight response and I just thought I'm going to get out of here. Right. And then I paused and I went, but why, Mm. why would I want to escape when in reality, I started to think about all this cool stuff in my life, right? Mm-hmm. Like I'm sitting in a car that is actually a pretty nice car, one of the nicest cars I've now yeah. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't my Ferrari or whatever, but I'm like, I got a car and it works and it runs. Yeah, first world problems. Yeah, first world problems. And I I thought about my amazing gorgeous wife, the fact that I have this baby at home who's now healthy and we had my daughter and I started to go through these things and in that moment I had this thought come to me that reminded me of a talk that I'd heard from a motivational type speaker named Darren Hardy years before, Mm -hmm. and he talked about gratitude. And Mm. I had never really thought about gratitude. And so in that moment, I went, I wonder, now I didn't know at the time what I just described I was going through where I was looking at my car and thinking about my wife. I was actually flipping the gratitude switch without realizing that's what I was doing. I saw that. Mm-hmm. And what happened was, is my mind just went to this, well, I wonder if gratitude could be the answer because I couldn't figure out anything else that would really work for me. I mean, for weeks at this point in my life, I'd been trying to go back to all the, you know, motivational stuff that I'd listened to or read or the books that I'd read that I, before it had a real influence on me and nothing was really working. I couldn't figure out the magical combination. And I went back to the journal that I'd written in when I heard Darren Hardy speak And in that journal, I'd written down a line that jumped off the page. Mm. And the line that I'd written down was it said, pick a frustration for 21 days and keep a pick a frustration for 21 days and keep a journal about that thing. And I don't know why I wrote frustration, a frustration. I was hoping you'd get to this, Kevin. Yeah. Because that's the part of your book that really caught my attention. Did it? Yeah. Good. Don't let me distract you. No, my gosh. So I got there and what's interesting is at first I'm like, oh, journal and to be thankful, like I'll gratitude journal because that's a good idea. And that's the voice that I use when I want a gratitude journal, by the way. I'm just going to gratitude journal. So I, (laughs) and so I tried, the thing was I tried to gratitude journal earlier in my life, right? And it didn't work. 
Like, I, cause I'm re- like, it didn't work. Well, what, right. yeah, what didn't work is me. It ah. wasn't the journal that wasn't working. It was me that wasn't working because I was terrible at writing mm-hmm. in it every single day. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about you, but anytime I've tried to journal in my life, I always do this thing where if I'm not super faithful with it, I always go back like a week after I should have been writing and I like apologize to the journal. I don't know why I'm apologizing to the journal. Right. I'm pretty sure the journal does. I'm like, I'm sorry, I haven't written in so long. But I, and I, I, that's what had happened when I tried a gratitude journal before, but in my place of kind of being at, at, at rock bottom, feeling like I needed to find gratitude in my life, I thought, well, maybe I'll try the gratitude journaling thing again. And I kind of tried it and it still didn't stick and it still wasn't just happening for me. And long story short, I went back to that journal entry, pick a frustration for 21 days and, mm-hmm. and write down you know, something you could be thankful for in that frustration. And the word frustration jumped off the page and I went, wait a second. Maybe it's not just keeping a gratitude journal. What if it's finding and picking a frustration and finding a way to become thankful in that frustration and for that frustration, maybe that will be the game changer. And Paul... That is exactly what I did. And every day, as soon as frustrations started to come up, I would kind of feel frustrated and I go, oh my gosh, I'm frustrated. And it's like little things, right? I mean, we always think that that, that we, we always feel like, I love it when you ask somebody, hey, how was your day? And they go, oh, it's been such a bad day. And really, they probably stubbed their toe in the morning and they're just milking it all day, right? Mm. But what we don't realize is a lot of times our bad day is not one big thing that happened, but it's a bunch of these little fairly common tiny frustrations Mm. that happen throughout our normal day-to-day life. And we don't do anything with those frustrations when they show up. And so as a result, they just kind of govern our lives. Mm. And we just think that, oh, nothing's really going well. Or we kind of do something with them, but we don't realize we're doing something with them. Also very possible. Yeah. And a lot of times what we're doing is we're kind of just, it's almost like we're, the frustration comes and we're entertaining the frustration. Like, hey, frustration, let's just hang out together because I'm frustrated and you're what frustrated me. And so let me just, let's just commiserate because misery love company. And then that's what we do. And so then when, when, when we go to people like, hey, how was your day? Oh, so bad. I mean, I woke up late and then I went to work and then my boss was stupid. And then that guy cut me off on the freeway and then I went home. And the kids hadn't cleaned up the driveway, and we go through all of the things. And not only that, and not only that, and we play this game. We totally do. Yeah. And it's one thing after another. So, what shifted for me was taking those tiny little frustrations. See, a lot of people can find gratitude mm. in the big stuff, right? That's easy. That's easy. And here's the, the big, other thing that's easy the big, pleasant stuff. Yes. A lot of people can become thankful for the things that are already awesome. Right. And, and what, what I realized is what gratitude journaling had done for me in the past and why it wasn't working is I was just looking at stuff that was already awesome and then reminding myself that was awesome. Not necessarily a bad practice, but it wasn't a game changer for me. Right. What the shift was, was when those little frustrations came up, mm. I got to become thankful in the frustration and actually practice what I call active gratitude. Because I believe that gratitude is something you do, not just something you feel. It's not just this wimpy little emotion that comes from time to time and that you think about on Thanksgiving while you're watching football and eating turkey. It's actually something that you can do that can change the trajectory of that moment, which can ultimately change the trajectory of the day. And and you do that enough, it changes the trajectory of your life. Which, folks, is a game changer. This is Kevin Clayson at Live On Purpose Radio today. We'll be right back. 
Hey, Live On Purpose family. I know you're a fan of personal development, and that's why you're here on the podcast. Something else that I think you would really like is Live On Purpose TV. Come on over to youtube.com forward slash Live On Purpose TV, where you will find daily episodes that are all geared toward powering up your personal development program. I'm looking forward to seeing you there. Hey, welcome back, everybody. So you're getting your energy fix here today at Live On Purpose Radio. Oh, Kevin yeah. Clayson, you're bringing it, dude. Hey, you know what? Why go buy a Monster or a Red Bull when you could just listen to this, right? Right. That's all you need. This is your caffeine-free buzz. <laughs> so you introduce something that is just profoundly powerful. And I'm over here as a psychologist thinking, oh, well, the reason that works is, you know, sure. I've got all of these models and theories. And, and you're onto something that is so profoundly powerful. And you've come up with a very practical approach to this that helps people to actually flip that gratitude switch so that they can become, in a life-changing way, a game-changing way, they can become more joyful, more happy through this gratitude. So, and I think you've got an acronym for that. I do, yeah. And and I'll tell you how I got there. In fact, you just reminded me of something. One of my favorite quotes is from a gentleman that I know you and I both love and respect a lot from David A. Bednar. And he talks about that many of us uh, suffer in what he calls the the poverty of endless discontentment. Mm. Where, whereas right. nothing's ever enough, right? It, it, we never get paid Scarcity. enough. Scarcity all over the place. Right. It's never good enough. We're never in shape enough. I didn't get you know, enough sleep last night. Whatever. It, it, yeah. it's, it's constant, right? There's so many things we can find. And when you live in the poverty of endless discontentment, how can you possibly feel fulfilled? How can you possibly have that sort of unrestrained and unlimited joy that you are allowed to have? That God has literally given us the ability to be able to have. If you live in the, in the, in the poverty of endless discontentment, mm-hmm. you're looking at all the stuff that goes wrong. Well, that's yeah. what I'd been doing. And so when I figured out that I could do this thing called flipping the gratitude switch, it was taking the stuff that previously was causing me to suffer under the poverty of endless discontentment and it allowed me to change it and, and become abundant and prosperous in what normally would have been for me discontentment. Now mm-hmm. it became this fuel that was sort of driving me forward. And right. as, as I was going through this process, I would just find these frustrations and I'd sort of like find a way to feel thankful for them and it would change the way I felt inside and it felt like I was flipping a switch. It literally felt like I was I, ha- I was in a dark right. room. I'm here, now I'm there. That's right. It was like I was in a dark room and I could do this little thing and just flip this switch and all of a sudden, everything Oof. becomes illuminated, becomes yeah. more clear. And and what what before would have been hard to navigate all of a sudden now I could see it more clearly. And in addition, when I started to live with more gratitude, the things that were already awesome, like we already talked about, mm-hmm. they became even more beautiful. Because if you think about it, if you walk into a dark room, there could be the most beautiful bouquet of flowers on the planet in the history of mankind in the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. And, and you don't know how beautiful they are because you can't see them, but you flip a little switch and all of a sudden you can kind of perceive their beauty. There. Right. And at the same, by the same token, if there was all these challenges and pitfalls between you and those beautiful flowers in the middle of the room, if you're walking through the dark, you're probably knocking into stuff and getting hurt on your way to even try to find the flowers. You flip on the switch and what happens now the light illuminates the challenges and it takes that which was beautiful and it actually allows you to see it for what it is. That's what gratitude really 
can do. And right. so I started to call it flipping the gratitude switch because that's how it felt. And what I ended up doing is as I was going through and writing the book, because I felt called to write the book. I mean, plain and simple, that's why I wrote it. It wasn't like, I'm going to write oh. a book because it's going to be awesome to be an author. And people are going to be like, well, Kevin Cleason, you're an author. It was like, Kev, you've got to write this thing. And I had a lot <laughs> of friends that told me, dude, you got to put this thing on paper. And so as I started to write it, it, it allowed me to try to more fully comprehend what it was I was what is doing. What the switch that you're flipping? Yes. Right. And, what, and I had a mentor of mine who said, Kev, you ought to, if you can, you ought to take what you're already saying, flipping the gratitude switch and put it into a formula. And so I thought through and I went, what am I actually doing? And lo and behold, F-L-I-P is the formula to flip the gratitude switch. And the book is flipping the gratitude mm-hmm. switch. So here's the formula. Can I share it with you? Please. So F is you find the frustration. That's so, easy. So the second that the frustration comes up, now here's the key though, and you know this. A lot of us let the frustration wash over us and it's just like that thing that happened that's sort of annoying. Now when the frustration comes up, you get to embrace it and give it a high five. And you go, hey frustration, mm. welcome to the party. We're gonna hang out, but we're gonna hang out differently because now that you're here, I get to do some work on you and I'm just, you're actually a huge gift to me. So hey frustration, thanks for showing up. Here's the other thing that's cool about the frustration. You feel it inside. Yes. You kind of like the, you have the incredible Hulk moment, you know, like Hulk smash and you know, he just gets angry and then the dude turns green and huge and we kind of, that happens to us. We feel that little thing inside and we usually just let it kind of marinate. So when you feel that frustration, it it becomes this trigger for me to go, oh, hey, here's an opportunity to flip the gratitude switch because I'm feeling something. I'm feeling frustrated. So then I find the frustration. What am I frustrated about? So I'll give you an example. Perfect. So that's F. So so my my kids, um, I got I got kids. I, I like kids. They're real. Yeah. They're like little humans, and they're amazing. And they, uh, <laughs> my boys, they love these things. They call Legos. And Legos, right. if you've ever stepped on a Lego in bare feet mm. on tile, mm. it's kind of the most painful thing maybe ever. And they've been leaving Legos out. And so just the other day, I stepped on one of these little beauties. And I immediately went, oh my gosh, they know they're supposed to clean these Legos up. And so because I went, oh my gosh, I went, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, woohoo. There it is. Frustration. There it is. So I found it. Why am I frustrated? I'm frustrated that I stepped on the Lego and then my kids didn't pick it up. So as soon as you find and isolate the frustration, you move to L. L is you look for what's awesome. So now you take Mm. the frustration and you actually look for what's awesome embedded in the frustration. And that's the key. You have to look for what's awesome embedded in the frustration. Right. And so not now, around it or to, to distract yourself from it. But nope. In it. Yes. In, in it. it. So it's not it. like, oh, I stepped it. on Legos, but let me think about it. Oh, gosh, what's good? Uh, I had pie yesterday. Okay, well, fine. But w- that's, that's <laughs> yay, right? We all love pie. But, yeah, woohoo. <laughs> but if you could take that frustration and find what's awesome in the frustration, so you look for what's awesome. And in essence, what I do is I create kind of like a mental list. And here's how it starts for me yes. with, the, with this situation is I go, oh, okay, I'm frustrated. Let me look for what's awesome. Okay, you know what? There's Legos on the ground. Why is there Legos on the ground? There's Legos on the ground because my kids were playing with Legos. What? I have kids? I have kids. Yeah. I have kids. I even get emotional when I think about it because in that moment, you're becoming aware of the thing that you already know, but... But how rarely do we actually look at the gift that those babies are? Because sometimes we get frustrated with the stuff that they do or don't do, right? Right. But now, why is there Legos? Because I was playing Legos with my boys. I'm a dad. Gosh. Awesome is that? 
And we have fun when we play Legos. My, my son thinks I'm awesome because I can take just a mess of Legos and make like a spaceship without instructions. And he thinks that's the coolest thing ever. So I start to think of all these things surrounding the frustration. And as soon as you look for what's awesome, you move to I. I is where you actually initiate gratitude. So you're starting to feel it as you're looking for what's awesome. But where you initiate gratitude is this is where you actually become conscious to the fact that you're going to use active gratitude, not just feel it as an emotion, but in the book I say gratitude, it's a verb. You gotta verbify it, right? That's what I say, you gotta make it something you do, not just something you feel. And so in that instance, and here's what I found, you're the one who knows what really somebody should do, here's what works for me. I take that list of what was awesome and I pause and a lot of times I'll just in that moment, I'll close my eyes and in my mind, I will say the words, I'm so thankful that I have that little boy and that we get to play Legos. And when I actually use those words, I believe there's power in words. And even when I use, whether I say them or I actually feel them sort of in my heart and, and, and use them in my mind, there's something about this, this effect that gets triggered when I use that word thankful and when I actually become thankful for the thing that just recently I was frustrated in. Right. And so I say, I am so thankful that this boy and I get to play these Legos. I'm so thankful that they're on the ground because you know what it meant we were playing. And it, can I make an observation? Oh my gosh, about please. That? Because the frustration gave you the opportunity to visit that place in your mind. You would not have done it without. So true. The trigger. Yeah. I and love that. that. Way you can become grateful for the trigger itself. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's painful. Yes. But that, how, how cool is that? You know, another guy that I bet you and I both have a lot of love and respect for, a gentleman by the name of Dieter Wittdorf has a quote that says, um, may I suggest that we become thankful in our current circumstances, whatever they may be, as opposed to just being thankful for things. Mm-hmm. So this is a way that you can become thankful for that trigger. And I love what you said. It gives you that opportunity to pause for a moment and become really aware of what's happening in your life right there. Right. How many of us don't do that nearly regularly enough, right? <laughs> so now, sure. now here's what's cool. P, which is the fourth step, just kind of happens naturally. Because you find the frustration, you look for what's awesome inside the frustration, you initiate that gratitude mm-hmm. and use those words and you do what, what my friend Hal Elrod calls feeling soulful gratitude. It's, it's more about an emotional connection that you're making to the idea of gratitude rather than it just being an emotion that can wash over you because you're really conscious to it and you're using it and making the choice to actually physically do something with this gratitude. What happens when you do that, and I, I didn't know this, but as I started to do research on what gratitude could do for you, I learned about this thing called dopamine, which I hadn't heard about. You know all about it. And, and P, step four, is to power up with gratifuel. And, and powering up with gratifuel is just when you choose to activate and feel this gratitude and initiate this gratitude, what happens is your body chemically, physically changes and there's this dopamine release is what I learned and then that's what makes you feel awesome and you can actually become addicted to dopamine and and a lot of us become addicted to it because we look at our phones every two seconds to see if we have like a Facebook you know, um, notification or, you know, somebody we're driving down the road and we get that phone call or that text message and we just have to look at it because we get these little hits of dopamine. How much better is it to get a hit of dopamine through really activating and, and choosing to use gratitude in that way? And what happens is your body shifts. And what I found is it fuels me. 
So gratifuel is gratitude fuel. And I think that gratitude fuels life. Just like gasoline fuels cars, gratitude can fuel our life. And this is a way to have an unlimited and constant supply of this gratifuel that powers you through to the next little frustration that shows up. And then when that frustration shows up, it's wash, rinse, and repeat. Find the frustration, look for what's awesome, initiate gratitude, you power up with gratitude again, and it just moves you forward. And you do that enough, and it changes perspective. That's where the game changer comes, this frequent um, use of flipping the gratitude switch, which is so easy to do. You could do it in your mind. You don't need a journal, and you could do it instantly that a frustration comes up, and it can literally change everything. So, folks, as you're listening to this, you can tell that Kevin is passionate about this idea. And Kevin, you take the stage and you share from your heart why this is important and what an impact it has on lives. And I want to add also some verification from the field of psychology, (laughs) as if there's some authority there. Uh, But you know what? What you're talking about is supported by the research that is being done right now. And there's some really great things happening around gratitude and positivity and changing our body chemistry as a result of that. And when you practice it and you say power up with gratifuel, this is a pattern that as you practice it can literally change the neural pathways in your central nervous system, including your brain. This is a game changer. And it literally changes the way your body and your mind respond to whatever happens. And newsflash, folks, (laughs) stuff happens. It sure does. (laughs) It totally does. And it usually happens daily, actually. Uh, I think on a pretty regular basis. (laughs) So powerful what you've shared here today. I know we could go on for days about this, and we just might choose to do that in some ways. Anytime. Folks, Flipping the Gratitude Switch by Kevin Clayson. You've got a taste of Kevin here today at Live On Purpose Radio. The book is is a powerful little tool that has a concept that I think changes the game. So pick that up. Search it out. What's the best way to get a hold of you, Kevin, if they want you to come speak to their group? Yeah. Or get a hold of your book or whatever it is. Well, first of all, I just want to express my gratitude for you for letting me come and hang out with you and to share this because it it's just so powerful. And I'm so thankful that you open up the opportunity to share these amazing messages with folks. I mean, what a gift you are to the world. So thank you for having me. You know what? What a blessing it is to do what I love for people who love what I do. It's awesome. That is the sweet spot. That really is. <laughs> and so yeah. you're thanking me and I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's thanking me for enhancing my own life. <laughs> This rocks. I think it was Emerson that said that one of the great compensations in life is that you really can't serve and support other people without elevating your own life in the Mm. process. That's so powerful. And that's what we're doing here. It's it's such a beautiful process that happens. So so back to the question. What's the best way to reach you? So if you you want to reach me, go to kevinclayson.com, and I link to all my social media there. You can also link to my speaking page on kevinclayson.com if you want to have me come out and speak to your group. I do a lot of youth talks and a lot of adult talks, but I would love to come and share. And uh, But social media is great. Twitter, Facebook, 
Instagram. Just I post a connect. lot of stuff. YouTube, go connect right. with me, and uh, and we'll see you there. And I wanted to just mention the book. Um, the way it's written is there's really two parts to it. The first part is mm-hmm. a story. I wrote kind of a business parable because I learned really well right. in business parable format. And the second half really goes into the formula and dives deep. And so I hope that there's a little something for everybody in that book that could maybe make just a small difference for you in your life. But again, thank you for and having me I think me there call. is. Kevin, I've read your book. I've written a little endorsement for that book. I think we're Which on was track so kind, with by that. The way. Yeah, thank and, you. And uh, so flipping the gratitude switch, Kevin Clayson dot com spelled the way you would expect it to be k-e-v-i-n-c-l-a-y-s-o-n dot com and that's where you can connect to our guests today thank you so much kevin for being on our show thank you dr paul you're a good man it's time everybody go live on purpose 